Hey, hey, welcome to the Jim, Joe, and Glenn show, where we talk about things. We got no snakes on the table tonight, folks, but we are getting into a little of that Canada dry, zero sugar. We got a great show for you tonight. I think we're just going to be shooting from the hip, so I'm going to let old uh, Jimmy take it away. Welcome in, everyone. It's been a couple of weeks uh, since we posted an episode, so thanks for staying tuned and joining back in. Glenn, welcome to the show again. Yeah, glad to be back. Um, I was surprised and impressed with the what a wide viewership we have across the globe. I, I It's interesting to me that people in other continents yes. might even be yes. listening three, in. I think three continents, right? I think that, no, I mean, I think it was like all of them. I, I don't know if we touched Antarctica yet. There are a few military bases down there. <laughs> I don't know. Who'd have thunk it? If they're, they got satellite internet, maybe. Uh, all but the that's, yeah. yeah, that's our next goal, Antarctica. If any of our listenership might be able to share with a friend of their station. To there. all those Aussies out there, put another shrimp on the bobby, right? Put another yeah. shrimp on the what bobby. Was the, wasn't there like, was it North Africa or was it like part of... Uh, or was it like Turkey? I think Turkey. Yeah, and we got some, some Turkish some folk. Europe, yeah. Europe, yeah, United Kingdom, um, Canada. Yeah. Canada was big, too. Yeah, it's interesting to think that, I mean, all around the world, there's different languages and stuff. But mm. I, it seems We're being translated. Yeah, I don't think so. I think English is more widespread than, than most people would assume. Yeah. Or maybe they, they do assume that. I don't know. but Or they're listening with their IP addresses masked, you know. Yeah. So we but really regardless... We really appreciate all you listeners out there, and uh, we really appreciate our fans, and it's just awesome uh, to know that we do have listeners, you know, on other parts of the globe, and so. And there is a community of people that do listen. That listen to the Jim, Joe, and Glenn show. And share, share the word, and also, uh, is there a way for them to communicate with us? Is that on our Instagram account? Um, Yeah, they can go to Instagram, Jim, Joe, and Glenn show, and then they can like the Spotify podcast. On the Amazon podcast side, they can do comments. If you don't mm. have a good following yet on Amazon podcast, do us a favor if you follow on the Instagram, or or if you're not, maybe follow it and maybe you know send a message if you've got suggested topics or you know whatever it is. If you want to fact check us, whatever whatever you want to do, you know, communicate. Like we'd love we'd love the two way communication. Let us know, you know, if we're uh, fucking up or if you're enjoying it. Okay. Yeah, we're pretty fast and loose here with facts sometimes, and we, you know, if uh, anyone wants to fact check us, we're open to that. Most definitely. So, get into a little something tonight. Uh, you know, there's there's been a lot of hoopla going on in the United States here and in different places, and uh, you know that CRT I'm seeing, especially in Loudoun County, Virginia. Cathode ray tube TVs, man. Least input lag for gaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, when I was a gamer, man, it, there is a time when you oh, hardcore when like Modern Warfare Two first came. I'm getting way off topic. I'm sorry. Anyways, so just to uh, to touch on that a little bit, there has been a lot of stuff on He's the talking news. Talking critical race theory. Critical race theory (CRT), and uh, I'm sure that you know some of our listeners are familiar with that. And uh, regard, you know, you might some of you might think that it's a good thing, and some of you might think it's a bad thing me personally i don't think it's healthy for the country i don't think it's healthy to indoctrinate children i didn't know it was a thing joe opened my eyes joe Joe, will you explain to us what's going on with that so basically uh you know it's a curriculum that uh, our teachers are teaching you know k through 12 
grade students in uh, in our public schools, and it's really the. Uh, and do we know like what grade it starts and how long they cover? Kindergarten it? all the way up to twelfth grade, so it kind of progresses. You mean every? And I'm literally just asking because I don't know, and I don't expect you to be like a complete authority on it either. But are you telling me like kindergartners are being taught about like race and like beyond Abs- like the scope sexuality, of sexuality, LBGT community? That's bunched uh, in with critical race. All theory? of that, yeah. It's it's gotten to the point to where it's it's very uh, it, Marxist. Focused. Now, how does it manifest? Is it like you're in class, you're a kid, and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, now we're going to, we're talking about critical, do they call it that, or is that just like the term that's used like, to refer to Is it part of education? social studies? Yeah. You know, I'm not sure exactly what what they're using as far as what they're calling it in, in the younger grades, but what it focuses on is it basically says like, okay, you know, Johnny is black. Johnny, uh, because he is black does not have the same chances in life as Susie, who is white. Susie, who is white, does not have the same chances in life as as James, who is a straight white male. So basically what they're teaching children is that if that straight white males are oppressors automatically because they were born that way, and that anybody below that, whether regardless of whether it's a woman or a person of color, is oppressed. So you're basically teaching little kids who don't, and it's a fact, little kids don't see color. They just don't. You know, if you, when I was a little kid, I remember playing with kids that were black. I remember playing with kids that were Asian, Hispanic. You know, we all got along. Nobody saw, you know, I don't ever remember and I can remember pretty far back. I mean, I remember being in the first grade. I remember being in the second grade. I can remember being as, as far back in, in daycare, actually. I have a pretty decent memory of my childhood. And uh, I don't ever remember, you know, judging somebody or, like, it never came to my mind when I was a little kid. I didn't start thinking about race, actually, until I probably got into junior high school. You know, and then you start hearing kids using, you know, racial slurs and, you know, stuff like that. And then, you know, also homophobic slurs and, and things like that. Back then, you know, we didn't have uh, trans people and, you know, transgenderism and, and stuff like that. There was no, you know, emphasis on anything like that. But, you know, it's just. Well, some would say that we might have had that part of our community. It just wasn't kind of like no one talked about it. Exactly. It wasn't out there in the It wasn't really talked about. So now there's this huge focus on it, and basically they're teaching kids that, you know, the way that they're born, you know, they have, which is no fault of their own, that, you know, they're either oppressed or they're an oppressor, and that they have less of a chance in life or, or more of a privilege in life based on the color of their skin or their gender. It's, it kind of sounds like they're taking a very, very complicated, you know, really it, it, an issue that does have some sort of bearing on on society it's normally reserved for probably like the upper levels of like academia like college um and very like maybe even a more niche part of college you know within the, the social interactions and stuff and they're trying to like 
work that into like a curriculum for where people's minds might not be ready to digest it. Absolutely. And what it's actually And it might come from a good place. I mean, I don't know. I would imagine that absolutely it, it's not. not necessarily it's, like they're It's most definitely a nefarious thing and and the way that it's being implemented is it's wrong, man. And and their goal is to create activists and and they're trying to, you know, the, at one point I read about this kid that was in, uh, you know, elementary school. And after, you know, hearing about it, he went home and attempted suicide. And, uh, you know, anything that is teaching divisiveness and, and, you know, hatred and racism is what it is. They're teaching racism, you know, and it's wrong. You know, it's, you don't mess with a little kid's mind and little kids don't see color. They just don't. You know, they're they judge each other on the base, you know, on how... Each, they interact yeah. with each other, whether they're nice to each there other or not. There could be a way to approach uh, certain topics like this at an appropriate age level um, that's not going to, you know, maybe indoctrinate them on some sort of path towards activism because it's going to teach them. It's like, hey, there's this we got to overturn the establishment, whatever it is. But right. It's like and, and it's there are certain topics. It's like, you know, at some point y- you got to touch on the Holocaust. Yeah. You know, you got to touch on uh, you do have to talk about the civil rights movement. Uh, maybe you start, maybe that's reserved for a certain age. I don't know. I learned about that when I was in, you know, elementary school. We learned about Martin Luther King and, and the civil rights movement. And, you know, what did Martin Luther King, what was his dream? That one day his children will live in a place where people were judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. And we've gone completely backwards. They're teaching to judge people based on the color of their skin rather than the content of their character. And the, the stupid thing is, is that most of the people that are pushing this stuff are either women or people of color. You know, and it's so it's, it's like they're sitting in these positions of power where they're able to, you know, uh, decide that they're going to teach this type of curriculum and uh, they're not oppressed. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's garbage. It's a lie. You know, it's a complete and total lie. I think that we, you know, we, we came a really long ways since the days of Jim Crow in the South. And, you know, my grandmother used to tell me about the different drinking fountains and, and black people having to sit in the back of the bus. You know, I learned about Rosa Parks when I was a little kid and how she stood up against, you know, the patriarch or whatever you want to call it, you know, and uh, said, no, I'm not going to give up my seat to somebody, you know, a white person in the front of the bus. You know, that is the kind of stuff that you want to teach kids about. You don't want to teach them to judge each other based on that. I mean, it's like, man, we're going completely backwards. It's horrible. There, There is a, uh, a psychological impact on someone when you're basically – you know, you're being informed like, hey, hey, by the way, the odds are stacked against you. Yeah, that's not it. That's not going to eat. Let's just say that that is the case. And you're just teaching them the reality. Let's just say hypothetically that that's the point. It's count. It might be counterproductive at, in, at, at an, a certain age to, you know, undergo that sort of mindset. And where it's like I. You know, when you when you told me they were teaching like young kids that it's like, come on, man, that should be reserved for college. And even then it's like And well, even you college know, students you should elect to be wanting to study something like that. Exactly. Versus like just being the broad curriculum. Well look, I mean, we're experiencing it firsthand. Look at the riots going on in Portland. You know, you see BLM. That's all a product of this crap being taught. You know what I'm saying? And and you know, the polarization of white police officers, you know, 
shooting unarmed black men, but when a white man dies at the hands of a white police officer or a black police officer, you don't hear anything about it. It's crickets in the media. You know, that's wrong. They're trying to push an agenda. And, you know, it's like Officer Tatum said, they're riding a wave of dead black people so that they can get money and leverage. It's it's horrible. You know, it's disgusting and it needs to end. And the cool thing is, is that, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube and I've seen a lot of these school board meetings and uh, parents are standing up, you know, and they're they're pissed off and they don't want their kids being indoctrinated anymore. You know, this isn't going to create. All it's doing is just creating division, you know what I mean? And <clears throat> and what is, uh, if there is a nefarious elite that, uh, you know, wants to have better control over us and keep us busy, that's the best way to do it, you know? And also it's rooted in Marxism, you know? And what does Marxism lead to? Socialism, what does socialism lead to? Communism. The goal for socialism is always communism. And how does that benefit the elites, people that are already super rich? Because they're going to keep their money. They're going to be just fine, and they're going to be the ones that are in power. It hurts individuals like us in the middle class. And it most definitely hurts poor people. I saw a good documentary, and it's been a while since I've seen it, but uh, Requiem for the American Dream. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he, he points out the fact that as a reaction to the civil rights movement and that era of, like, people pushing for real changes that really did need to happen um sort of like the establishment had had a rea- they they sort of figured out that we need to rig the machinery in a way where we can get people focused on things that you know they're going to be worried about this like maybe it's gun rights maybe it's abortion and they're going to be worried about these social issues that pit them against each other without really looking at maybe some of the machinery of the like the financial systems and stuff that that really run things Absolutely. And trying to like change things that might actually, you know, make a better life for everybody as a whole. Because now all of a sudden it's like the masses are looking at, you know, each other rather than looking up. Exactly. So it's just, you know, it's the old, you know, smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Or it's, you know, it's it's like the old trick where, you know, I'm keeping you busy with this hand. But really over here with my right hand, I'm doing something else. You know, that's all it is. It's the oldest trick in the book. And. You know, unfortunately, we live in a country, we live in a world where politicians want to stay in power and they will do whatever is necessary to stay in power. I think there's a somewhat of a silver lining here that there's enough, there can be enough of a, a social upheaval over something that you can cause, corp, you can use corporate America to then be an instrument of change politically. And now, now some of that's come, you know, th- through the the way of like a you know woke culture or whatever. Uh, and you look at like the Georgia voting rights thing, where now all of a sudden there's pressure on corporations that are having events or having factories there. Like, you know, we're boycott nationally. There's enough people that are boycotting certain products or companies that those companies then in turn are like, well, we're gonna have to pull out of Georgia if you guys are gonna pass legislation like that. Now, whether you agree on 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 point to the specific there for what they're against and what's being changed or the specific like uh, politics of Georgia that, that made that come about. It is an interesting, you know, innovation to, to think that, you know, now all of a sudden we can we can use the social media as a way of using corporate America and the, the way that that's been rigged against people for so long, where big money buys the way all buys its way through whatever they want just to, you know, reinforce their own profit. 
we can use that against the, the the political structure, you know. So well, those corporations that are saying that kind of stuff, you know, those are donors to Democrats. It, you know, to both. They it's all it's always been known that like big corporations donate to both sides of the aisle. They hedge their bets. Right, but I mean, basically, like a lot one, of those one, like Pfizer gives money to both. And I'm sure they do. You know, they all give money to both. But but what I'm saying is is that a lot of these corporations that do, uh, you know donate to the Democratic Party. The reason why is because the, the Democrats that are in power are obviously passing laws that, you know, help these corporations. Yeah, but, 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 but we got to... The history behind Citizens United, that was a conservative Republican movement. I'm not saying it open, hasn't happened with Republicans well, no, I'm as just well. saying the, the, the thing of corporate donations, that, that was a very... Cons- that was a Republican thing that they wanted to pass, and they got it done in the Supreme Court, Citizens United, where they basically just... Gave corporations, okay, oh, it's a freedom of speech thing, and corporations have artificial personage where it's like now all of a sudden the Bill of Rights is applied to a corporate entity even though it's not a person. Right. To say that it, it would be barring their freedom of speech. That's maritime not, lawyer. To not about. let a corporation give unlimited funding to a, a politician. And that was a Republican thing back when that happened, and that's what opened the floodgates to big corporate money being able to buy elections. Dark to money. To this extent. Right. It's, and it's not... So I just want to, you know, let set that record straight where that was more of a Republican thing. Absolutely. And at one time, the the Republican Party was more like what the Democratic Party is now. You know what I mean? And things have just changed, you know, over time. I think the last the real United, Democrat that was like tw- that was only like twenty years ago. The last real Democrat, in my opinion, was you know JFK. I mean that that's where you had an actual moderate Democrat that wasn't all going super far left. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, a guy like Joe Manchin, you know, there's a moderate Democrat. He's one of the few that still exist. Tulsi Gabbard. They are out there, these moderate Democrats that still but believe in the those, Constitution and freedom and they're not same, drifting super far left. But they're also corporate Democrats. Like Joe Manchin's a total corporate Democrat. Right. But I mean, at least he's like, you know, he's but OK that, with having thing, voter integrity for sure, and but stuff the, like but that. But the reason that they, they have some of the like common interests with some of the people on the Republican side of the aisle is specifically because a lot of their donors are big corporations. So who's like so who's donating donating to him? Can you give me an example? I can't. No, I'd have to look it up. But I would. But that's the thing is that what you're talking about is what I'm talking about. That's my point is it's it's the corporate money that is the common bond between some of these Democrats and the Republicans. Yeah, but I still think some of the policies that they vote for are moderate. It doesn't have to do with, you know, it has to do with the American people and what's good for the American people is the point I'm getting at. You know, what I'm saying so. You know, Joe Manchin, Tulsi Gabbard, the way that they speak and a lot of the things that they speak on, you know, they are in the middle. You know, they're not for this fully far left woke bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And so th- that's the only example I'm trying to make is out of those two Democrats, because those are the only two that I really know that are like. Well, that. we don't even need we, we don't need. I only brought up the party thing and corporate donations. So as the correct, the idea that it's like Democrats are bought by corporations because that whole problem got exacerbated by a Republican movement. I get that, but I'm talking about right money. now. So right now, in the present moment, we know that major corporations voted for Joe Biden. That's who they wanted in there. I would argue that major corporations thought Joe Biden was going to win. So while they did donate money both ways, they probably put more money one way than the other. And that's that's the way the corporate game is played, where it's like, we got to make sure that whoever gets in there is beholden to us. 
So here's our purse strings going both ways. Yeah, but I don't know how they could think that Joe Biden was going to win when, like, you'd go to a rally, a Joe Biden rally, and you got, like, maybe 12 people that showed up. You know what I mean? And Trump's, like, drawing 50,000, 60,000 people to rallies. Well, probably you know the I mean? polls, though. The polls were showing Biden was going to win, like, Yeah, yeah but, really the, but those polls, I mean, a lot of those polls were BS. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, they turned out to be, but the polls have been pretty accurate over the years. Absolutely. Um, but I'm just saying, like, this time around, there definitely was some faulty shit that went down. And regardless of whether you two believe that there was fraud or enough evidence to prove it or not, me personally, I believe there was definitely some fraud that happened. That's my personal opinion. I think there's fraud, though, in every election. You know, and we don't need to go, I, go yeah, too we don't need this, to go but. too deep on that. But, you know, anyways, that's another podcast, folks. But, you know, back to that CRT. Who uh, wins in, in this critical race theory, though, movement, though, is, is what I'm trying to wrap my head around when we're talking about corporate, you know, involvement in politics. I and think stuff. Who, who wins. wins. I think who wins is the politicians that are trying to turn us super far left so they can implement their socialism. And, you know, it just cr causes more divisiveness and problems with they can. It's easier to rule over people that are fighting amongst themselves instead of, like Glenn said, looking up. At actually, you know, right. who's making the yeah. policies and stuff. That's the whole point behind it. They're trying to create activists that are, you know, so they're out there doing the same crap that BLM and Antifa guys are doing. Because if they're busy doing that, then they're not looking at what the politicians are doing. The more we disagree on, the less likely it is that there could be something that so many people agreed on that they would have to change something vital to there this, you go. the power structure. There you go. And so yeah. it could be stuff that, like, you know, my it was a big, I, I well, not me, because I was, like, pretty young when, when this was going on, but it was a recurring theme through uh, lots of national elections, mo mainly presidential elections, that every time, you know, you get candidates talking about really specific, like, moral issues, like abortion or gay marriage. Gay marriage used to be, now it's like, it's like a... You're not going to let gay people get married? What the yeah. fuck? You know, we've come a long way. Like, Joseph, we've come a long way where yeah. it's like, how could you think that gay people shouldn't be able to get married, you know? Separation of church and state. That's a theologic thing that's now, like, setting your your, your, your government laws. So that that's in, you know, the way the Constitution was written that you shouldn't, that shouldn't be allowed yeah. for. All right, so we've progressed to that point. But before that, it was always one of those moral issues where it's like abortion, gay marriage, and all this stuff. They kept playing those cards, playing those cards. And then, like, Bush Jr. gets in there, it's like, he didn't do anything. They never actually, like, they'd never, they'd get, they'd run on positions, and then they'd never do anything about them, because that's not the point. The point's to get in there, and it's it's usually corporate tax cuts, yeah. you know, 1% tax cuts. That's all, that's almost always the playbook that's used. You appeal to the moral issues that you don't plan on really doing anything about, yeah. and when you get in there, it's just about, like, where do you want the money to go? Yeah, and Demo and Democrats kind of do the same thing. They're per they're part of the same structure now. The, now we live in this weird political spectrum where it's like y you've got kind of the corporate Republicans and Democrats, and then you've got like the, sort of the Tea Partiers that have gone quiet, and but you've got the more traditional conservatives and fiscal conservatives uh, and moral conservatives, and then you've got on the left side you've got the spectrum of like the super progressive. You know, we're like the Bernie Sanders folks and then like the, the traditional like, you know, the Hillary Clinton people, the establishment Democrats uh, to where it's in that the problem with it is it's like we're really not. 
you know, barring another, whether you agree with his politics or not, barring another guy like, you know, Trump or a woman like Trump getting elected that just comes out of nowhere, that's not really, like, doesn't have a history of being, like, left or right. Because Trump was, he had a lot of liberal viewpoints, you know. Yeah. He, he was all well, kinds was, of sound Wasn't bite. he a Democrat? Yeah, yeah. from New York. Yeah. I mean, the guy grew up in New York, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's so, it, the funny thing is, is that back before he ran for president, you used to hear rappers rap about him in their songs and stuff like that. You know, oh, I want to be money like Donald Trump and stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the guy... He was always a celebrity. Yeah, the guy was a celebrity for being rich and, you know, being a billionaire and, and being a mogul. And, and all of a sudden, when he starts running, it's like, and he wants to do what's right for America, you know, and the American people, all of a sudden they villainize him. Well, and, and he was going to do what he wanted to do, and, and he was never worried about how it was. You know, maybe he bothered him, but, like, he didn't seem like he was... Image was not his concern. I mean, what I saw was make make our military strong. You know what I mean? Build a wall so to keep you know drug traffickers and human traffickers out. You know, uh, Democrats have a history of wanting to import voters. You know, and Republicans. Man, I saw a statistic. And for the month of May, I think yeah, May, twenty twenty one, there was one hundred sixty thousand. A, a record of who knows what the real number is, but a record of 160,000 people trying to cross the border. May of 2020, that number was 15,000. Yeah, holy smokes! Yeah. yeah, so there's way more people crossing the border. Yeah, and it's Biden is, in, you know, is Biden's incentivizing it, and then and then you got Kamala Cause, cause Harris. We're not sending them back now. I don't understand. No. They, I, they re, he reversed all the policies that were actually working. We were building a wall. I mean, he had it. You know, it was it was working great. And, you know, for the first time in a long time, and they don't want, they don't want to have, they, was the they wall want to finished. Keep... Was the wall finished? No. So, so they just stopped midway and there's still a big gap. In well, the they, or? yeah, he shut it down. Biden shut it down, you know, using the money that Trump, you know, had gotten from, you know, other military causes or whatever, because he had to bypass Congress because they wouldn't the same, uh, you know, Democrats that had voted to build a wall at one point, but they never got it going. All of a sudden, when Trump wanted to do it, we're like, oh, a wall's, it's immoral. And yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's just bullshit. And so, you know, it, it was like, oh, Trump wants to do it, so it's bad. You know, it doesn't matter if we wanted to do it five years before he got elected. You yeah, know I think I mean? Obama had said something about a wall at mm -hmm. some point. Yeah, and it's just, and it's again, just that might, have been, that might have been one of those issues they play to get elected and they don't really. It's a power elected. struggle. Yeah, and of course, he didn't really want to. They want to import voters. I mean, that's how they stay in power because. These people that, you know, that initially come across the border like that, you know, and one, if they do get citizenship or whatever, or if they vote illegally, then uh, they're going to vote Democrat because they think that, hey, then I can get the rest of my family over here. You know, these people are on my side and, you know, they're, they're just trying to import voters. It's the same thing with mass immigration in Europe, you know, when they're bringing all these people from Muslim majority countries over there. And, uh, you know, there's some nefarious crap going on with these elites and Davos and stuff. And you see some of the stuff that they talk about because it gets leaked. And uh, these people just think they know what's best for us, and they don't. They, they, uh, so the, the card at play with the, the critical race theory is that, you know, you're suggesting that or those that – because, again, I, I'm really not familiar with this issue, and I don't know how it's taught, but – you're suggesting that they're getting us focused on that as a way of like when from a young age, people are going to be taught like this is the world you need to live. In. These are the problems that we need to work on. 
Listen, if you wanted to tear down an entire system and then rebuild it, what's the best way to do it? You indoctrinate people and teach them that their country sucks. You're telling them that your country's racist, it's horrible, it's rooted in racism. I mean, that will dismantle. It only takes one or two generations of that, and we will dismantle this country. The Constitution will mean nothing. And once it's dismantled, and they can rebuild it however they want. And like I said, if you're super rich, you got nothing to worry about. But if you're guys like us and you don't you're not rich, you're some middle class, you know, Joe, working class guy, uh, you're fucked. You know, I mean, when they're at Davos, these elites were talking about, oh, one day you'll you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. You know what I mean? Like, what? But you'll own stuff, right? The so world economic Yeah. Thing. It's like, man, who, who the hell is this person to tell me that? You know what I mean? But you can still own shit. And you see these elites that are, you know, have tons of money, and they've been buying up houses like crazy. You know, just tons and tons and tons of houses, you know, because they want to turn them into rentals. You know what I mean? They want to make it so we can't own shit. And we're just under their thumb, you know, ride share, all these different things, all this crap with, you know, the climate and shit. It's just another another fucking ploy for them to try and, uh, you know, enslave us, man. And well, I mean, I don't know. Global. Listen, I'm, I'm not I saying mean, that maybe, we could be having some, be, you know, effect on it, but it's not it's not anything like they're saying for sure. There's no way. You know what I mean? Absolutely, I believe we should go to renewable energies. But, you know, it needs to be reliable, you know. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it could also easily be used as a ploy. You know, you scare people enough, man, and they'll start, you scare them into submission, you know. And and so, I don't know, it's a crazy time to be alive. Wow. Um, I mean, yeah, everywhere you look. It's just nuts. There's problems. But, I mean, we still live in a, a pretty good place. We do. Absolutely, and that's the problem. There's a lot of opportunity. And exactly, and that's the problem. It's like, you know, this isn't a racist country. There aren't oppressed people. You know, all there is is like, you know, Tatum said, there's a lot of people that don't want to follow the law. That's the problem we have. You know, it's, it's decision privilege. It's not white privilege. It's fucking decision privilege. You know what I mean? If you make good decisions, good things will happen to you. You know, this is one of the few countries on the planet where a guy can make a mistake, go to prison for 10 years, get out, and still become a millionaire because he had a good idea. Yeah. You know? I mean, where else in the world can you do that? There's people that don't even know when they're going to get their next meal. You know, there was a girl that was on the news uh, from North Korea. She actually defected from North Korea, and she was lucky enough to get into Brown University. And she said that her classmates were telling her that they're oppressed. She's like, you don't know what oppression is. You know, we're talking about somebody that grew up in a communist country, had no idea if she was going to even eat that night. Well, she what she was astounded by was the fact that the, the style of what they're being taught in, in these, this higher education yeah. system is sort of comparable to some of the communist propaganda that she came from. And she, Absolutely. she couldn't believe. And the specific thing, the, the, the red flags that she cited were that, you know, at the beginning of lectures, there there's like these, uh, I don't know, what do they call them, like, you'll get warned because certain content that they're going to be trigger warnings. Yeah. Cause some of the material they're covering might be offensive to some and the whole, like uh, I think the pronoun thing was one thing that she cited as like a sort of like a labeling system for people. That's like, she said, instead of class, 
like they used in communism where she came from, they use race. It's out like, here, it's the same thing, but they're using race instead of class. And that's this, how they're dividing us and pitting us against each other. Yeah, and the, the, the thing about the, it's like a type of censorship where, you know, if you don't toe a certain line or you if you're afraid of offending people, it's like you're, you're, you're silenced kind of. Yeah, and you see yeah. it like in there all the time. They're telling on each other, I will report you. It's like in 1984, the little yeah. girl. Yeah. I will report you. I saw you know? there's a guy. <laughs> I, I, I heard a gentleman speaking on, uh, I think it was Joe Rogan, and, and he was talking about how, like, within certain groups, like, you, you have to worry about, you know, if you start getting labeled as, you can make, like, one comment. It's just contrary to what, what's, what's supposed to be acceptable within academia, right? Like, because he's, he's a professor. And, and if you start getting labeled as, you know, whatever it is, transphobic or racist or something, over the slightest little, like, maybe a tweet that someone misinterpreted, you'll just get, a, you know, a mob of people, whoever it is, just random people that are in that sort of, like... The cancel like, culture. Yeah, and, and they'll just throw enough stuff at you that... Even if it th there's really no meat to it and it has no merit, it'll just it'll make you kind of like all of a sudden you're a leper within academia. It's like difficult to get a job. Yeah. You're like black. You're almost blacklisted to an extent, which has a way of getting people to, you know, s speak a certain way. You know, it's a it, conform. Yeah, it's not yeah. as obvious as like the instruments of fascism w would normally appear to be, but it's a different form of maybe. Uh, getting rid of freedom of speech entirely is when you know people have to be worried about what they might say in public for fear of like their livelihood being taken away from them over it um are there incidences where people get outed as being someone that's just not a great person and has bad opinions and that costs them financially that are maybe justified sure uh, but sometimes you know maybe because now that's been acceptable as a, as a, as some sort of like societal recourse to having spoken a viewpoint that's not you know so not an ideal it, it does it go to, it probably goes too far oftentimes you know people or people's businesses get ruined over it uh, and, and it could have been just a mistake that now because of the internet it's like well it's just there forever so one of the things that they were teaching kids in school uh, I heard this mother and she was at one of the school board meetings and. Uh, she said that they were teaching children that if they don't agree with the LGBTQ community, that they're homophobic. If they believe in God, that they're part of a cult. Uh, you, you know, I mean, that kind of stuff is being taught in schools right now. And that's absolutely horrible. So they're demonizing religion. They're demonizing people for thinking differently. There's only one way to think. And if you don't think the same as us, then you're an outsider. You're you're the problem, and that is Marxism, through and through, pure and total Marxism. And Marx, it's extremely dangerous. It's, it's an extremely slippery slope. I mean, they are playing with fire, and you know it's so easy for us to lose our country. Like I said, you know, a couple generations of that, and we're done. You know, kiss your ass goodbye, kiss your freedoms goodbye. You know, it's it's done, man. And people will be begging the government to take away their rights and freedoms because they've been brainwashed. You know. Yeah. What's this shit about like aliens? That I mean, think about that. Like, we're, 
fucking we got the government talking about fucking UFOs and aliens. Supposedly disclosures coming pretty quick. Well, it basically did, you know, well, and they, they yeah. were they were more or less like, well, we don't know what it is either, guys. Yeah, they're, they're having <laughs> to report it. They're reporting though everything they have to Congress, and Congress is determined. They already that. did. That report came out, and they mm. and they basically said that. Yeah, look it up, dude. It, like yeah. I think it was just the other day. The report was basically like, hey, there's like hundreds of sightings. Uh, some of them we can say like it was a, it was a it really was like a weather balloon or like a party balloon or something. But uh, there's a few that like we like, we got no idea, you know. So it wasn't disclosure like, yeah, the tall whites have been among us for the grays have been up there watching us on the dark side of the moon for eons. No, it's nothing like that. It was just like, hey, yeah, there's UFOs we can't identify. But yeah, sticking to the story that no contact's been made and we don't know what they are. Yeah, that type of disclosure would probably never come if it did if it did happen. It sure is a good distraction. But that, yeah, then that's why I'm tying it back in where no. it's like, you know, it's one yeah. of those things where it's like people are talking about that. And it's yeah. like, well, we're not talking about all the like economic turmoil. And, you know, you know, the lockdowns are really a, stuff like that economically. All that does is have a way of like eating away at the middle class, like middle class business owners and people like that. And, you know, if you were at the bottom and, and you got hurt, too, and you were getting unemployment and whatnot. We all suffered if you weren't at, at the top, for the most part. You know, oh, if so you're lucky many. enough to be like a essential worker of some kind, maybe like you, you made it out all right. But you know who survived that the best? Large corporations that have tons of money, the super rich, the ultra rich, the elites. You know they don't have anything to worry about. You know I, during the Bolshevik Revolution. You know I don't know if you've ever read much about that, but it was a similar type of thing. You know they demonized. Uh, the rich people and and uh, and then once they actually took over and changed the government after the revolution you know they uh, the rich people that took you know the the, the ones that took power just be, took the places of the rich people that were already there and then just started that crap all over again yeah. so it's just bullshit they're just using it to try and get to gain more power so if we're weaker and we don't have any money and we're more reliant on the government you know, especially if they also take our guns, you know, gun control. There's another thing. They don't want us to be able to protect ourselves against a tyrannical mm. government. And All of this stuff ties in to one thing, them trying to enslave us and in, make, uh, it, make it so we can't protect ourselves. Yeah, in, St in Stalin's Russia, there was a huge movement to basically, if you were a wealthier rural landowner, you were basically like your shit was taken and you were sent to be in a work camp or you're probably going to die, starve to death or be, you know, be eaten by the other people. It's, and uh, it was brutal. That was about 100 years ago. And um, that sort of idea, again, it's one of those things where it's like government, fa a really fascist, nefarious government that's just taking power. That's what they do is they mm. the middle class gets erased. Yeah. And I don't know that I'm not willing to go as far as to say that like necessarily like that's where like the mainstream's taking us consciously taking us i mean there might be some powers that be that like want to steer it in that direction but i don't know well the problem is is that you know so you have uh politicians like ocasio cortez so i'm still i'm just still looking around and i'm like man people can still like work their way up and get and, and absolutely and have a house you know what i mean it's it is still, still, still like that opportunity but you don't. You do have uh, politicians like Ocasio Cortez who have been indoctrinated through their college educations, and so in her mind, you know, she thinks that 
you know, Marxism is the way to go. So it's it's not. I don't even think they realize it. It's almost like they've been brainwashed so much that they think that this Marxist ideology, this socialist ideology, is gonna you know make it better for poor people. When in reality, it's not, man. You know, that's like saying defunding the police is going to make it better for black people. You know, if 50% of the crimes are happening in black communities and it's all black-on-black crime, if you take police out of those communities, then what about the good people that are going to work every day that aren't committing crimes? You know, all you're doing is, is making it more dangerous for them and worse for them. You know, so all that's where I'm seeing this nefarious action. So behind they're using, uh, you know, it's almost like they're the moral righteousness. They're it's using more. They're using moral righteousness, you know, disguising this crap, this this bad shit as moral righteousness. You know yeah, what I'm saying? To, to, for, per, for political leverage. Yeah, probably. it's fucking bullshit, man. And and. The, the good thing is, is that people aren't buying it. Me, you know? Well, one thing I would, and this is a genuine question because I have not been paying attention m- to politics very much at all. When I do, it's like I'm watching something from Seth Meyers and it's, it's basically satirical. And that's kind of how I'm getting my news. I'm sorry. But that's good. You know, I, I just, I'm kind of unplugged from a steady diet of like current events. But I would be curious to know. It's like what what has the White House been doing as a response to you know, so, so this supposed problem with policing, like what, where's the big giant commission where it's like, we're really looking at the data and we're coming up with creative solutions and we're either, you know, defunding or we're increasing funding for police so that maybe they have a, a certain, you know, uh, decrease in stress. So they're able to do their jobs better and not you know, have to make, or they better, can make or better training or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, is there anything going on right now politically that where it's like the white house, there's a top down agenda where it's like, Okay, that was the issue. That's a platform we ran on. Again, that's the political machine where it's like we run on these moral cards, propaganda. Now what are we doing about it once we have the we, well, we're in the White didn't House? Didn't Minnesota uh, defund a large portion of the police? I think it's a st- they left it up to states. And their reason. crime and their crime has skyrocketed. Yeah. Violent crime has skyrocketed in all the cities where they have cut police budgets. In Portland, Oregon alone, you've had 120 or so officers uh, already quit, and completely quit, up. or they retired, right? Homicides are up. Just recently, the entire riot response team, crisis response team, has all, there was about 50 of them, they all resigned at the same time because there was an incident where there was a riot going on and an officer used his baton and pushed uh, a journalist, a female journalist, because uh, she wasn't heeding commands, you know, she it was it was told that this was an you know it was uh it was a situation in which you know they had decided that it was time to disperse all the people and everything like that and she wouldn't listen to commands and he pushed her with his baton and the da <laughs> is it called a baton yeah the da <laughs> up there mike schmidt <laughs> who's been letting antifa and rioters and blm rioters who were burning down buildings you know, committing assaults against police officers. Police baton. Uh, yeah, it is a baton. Is it? All yeah. kinds of shit. That's like a running right? baton. The point I'm making is, is all those people up there that were committing all kinds of crimes, he's just letting them go, not pressing any yeah. charge. 91% of the people that were committing crimes up there, he, he did not press charges against. But a police officer uses his baton the way that he was trained to, and he, you know, indicts him on charges. 
So it's like, how do you how, do your job? Yeah. How, how do you do yeah. your job? How can the police have any faith? You know, it's like, man, if I was a cop, I wouldn't show up either. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Why? For what? Yeah. You know, that's bullshit. You know, because that guy is a Marxist well, piece of shit. It's the same thing as racism, but now it's their, you know, the exactly. discrimination based off your job. Right. I mean, like, man, and that's dangerous. It's like, you don't want to have police. If we didn't have police officers, do you know how fucked we'd be? We need to keep, yeah, we, we need to, no. <laughs> it'd be a police work being politicized and, and prop, turned into propaganda. It's like, imagine if that happened with, like, firefighting. Oh, my God. It's like, all of a sudden, like, you know. As if, like, wildfires could, like, you know, something could happen there and, like, firefighting got politicized. And it's like, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden like, wildland firefighters, I, I'm walking away. I I'm can't not doing this, this anymore. Everybody's and house burns down. Everything burning. just burns up. You know it's what I mean? Just, it's, there's just certain institutions that we, we need to not politi- over politicize. I mean, I'm not saying that you can't, like I said, like, if, you know, with Biden, it's like maybe we could have, and I'm not, and I understand it's like, you know, Biden's not necessarily like, the guy, he's not king of America. It's like there's a whole like institute. There's there's a whole like fucking organization that's got to work through it. Cabinet. It's like, what is there a commission that's being held? It's like this is a huge issue. It's been we've been talking about yeah. it for so long now. Let us, the leaders of you know th- this free country, get together and get our best thinkers yeah. on it and, and start figuring a way out to make it better. Yeah. You know what? Because Biden's if it was such a if it was such a problem, you would think that they would be trying to fix it with solutions. Well, yeah, and I right. think though they've some for some reason left it up to states. Here's Biden's which is government. It, which is, isn't no, that kind not. of an easy way out yeah. where it's like we're not well, the yeah. federal government stepping out of this one? Here, it shows you there might not be, you know, a truth to a lot of it. Dude, here, here's Biden's fucking government for you. Here's his what they're doing. So the AG, instead of like, you know, trying to deal with real world problems that are going on, like the border and, you know, obviously uh, increases in violent crime and stuff like that. No, he uh, the AG is like. We're going to go after the state that's trying to do an audit on on their election. I mean, it's like, dude, that's part of uh, it. They're that, suing Georgia, I think, I over mean, that, yeah. that, that legislation about voter It's uh, Yeah, anything, anything that's like, you know, they're trying to sew up some integrity in the elections. Oh, they don't want that. You know, it's like, fuck, man. Well, they're being so blatant. I about, think you've got, we've got a pretty pervasive problem with, I can honestly both sides of the aisle using you know sort of bad means of trying to accomplish their their one goal which is just to keep power essentially uh, for the most part and th- there is a problem maybe on the right of them trying to set up elections in a way that helps them win and then the left is is using things that's going to help them win and, and at the end of the day it's like just like the smoke and mirrors analogy it's like we're just we're maybe not focused on the right stuff here. Look, I mean, anybody that's eligible to vote, I'm going to say 99.9% of them are going to have identification. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, you know, mail-in voting is definitely opens the door for a lot of fraud. You know, ballot harvesting opens the door for a lot of fraud. You know, well, trying to put a minimum of those types of things is going to help. It, it, you know, that's we're going back to the whole yeah, we've had black that. people and minorities are victims and they're and they're well, dumb and they're that. not capable of making it to the DMV. We had that conversation, uh, I think, a few podcasts ago, and it, it's not. I don't just, think it never made it on the internet, it, though. It's not just ID. It's also like they're trying to make it so, like, if you live in Houston, 
you only have one day to go vote in person. Right, right, and it's right. like if you live in a, a major dense population area where there's more minorities in those areas, j- just as chance ha- has it in Houston, it's much more difficult to, and especially if you're already a, at a socioeconomic status where it's harder for you to take time off work, it's like all of a sudden, so th- there is to an extent like early voting and voting by mail is, is it makes it easier for people to vote. So to an extent, like, I, I, I mean, we can make the argument that's like as long, if it's easier to vote, it's easier to do voter fraud. But right. at some point we have to agree that like there's a way we can do it in which it's not like, it, it's not just the people that have like the, the leisure time that can make it to the poll on like the most difficult, heavily trafficked day, of, you know. You that's know, all. So it's not just voter. It's not just ID. There's other stuff in the legislation that does make it harder to vote Un- unfairly. That I think is we probably do need to. Curtail depending that on bit. where you're hearing the talking point from, I mean, it depends on where you're getting your source. You know, your well, you your just news look at from. you look at the legislation. Well, did you actually read it? No. <laughs> so how do you know? So where did you get your information from? What news source? Uh. I don't remember honestly. So I mean, that's the whole point, man. So, but Joe, I, where did you get any of your information I, I haven't, from? With I haven't. CRT? I haven't read it either from the internet. Watching, watching parents <laughs> at. Okay. It's on the internet. Uh, what, at what school board meeting? <laughs> uh, Loudoun County, uh, where, Clark County, where uh, is that? Camden, New Jersey, Loudoun County, what Virginia. School, what schools are those? I don't know the schools, but oh, it's okay. the district. What were the people speaking? Who were the? Do you remember their names? No. So do you think that the media form that I got just totally fabricated the actual contents of the legislation that they were referring to? There's a good possibility, yes. Okay, but you could <laughs> use that argument about anything. No, you, not says. really when you're actually seeing actual people at actual school board meetings that are actually being live streamed you know, on television. So that's a little different than uh, a journalist talking about— I'm just saying, like, right now, you would not bet me $1,000 that I can't pull up the actual legislation for those areas and actually find the specific things that I'm talking about. No, you're right, because I haven't read it myself either. Yeah, because you know that it probably is true. I don't know. No, I don't know, you know. I, I don't see why, who, how that's going to benefit anybody for them to try and stop people from voting. You know what I mean? What? Joe, that's obvious. Well, we've talked That's about you know, we talked about this before. I think this is That's a the real whole deal. Point. They don't want as no. many people voting as easily because the more minorities that vote, the more Democrat. Yeah, votes. but then you're but you're acting like every single minority votes Democrat. I don't. That's just not the but, case. But polls show black people and Hispanic people tend to vote more in Democrat than Republican. So in those areas where they tend to cluster in more densely populated areas, if you have less uh, ballot drop boxes and you have less days that you can vote and you can't vote by mail and you make it harder to vote, there's not going to be as big of a turnout for people that are more likely to vote Democrat. Wouldn't we agree, though, that should be the same in every state, every county? Like you should be given a, a window of three days a week for something. I mean, you don't. But what I'm the not, point I, is, is if you live in a community where there's 100 people and there's one drop box for your ballots, great if there's one drop box for a hundred thousand people that might not be enough so that's where that's where they can kind of work that's what i'm saying like they're they're working between the lines here to just without explicitly saying they're trying to make it harder for i think i think that we both should read the legislation you know what i mean before we could both actually without (laughs) a shadow of a doubt say you know what i mean that they're trying to stop people from voting, you know. But I don't, Joe, I don't you, think that's okay. the point. But I you think you say a lot of stuff that's <clears> like I could sit here and make you and fact check you and source you to death. Where it's like you can't prove there's some nefarious hand at play that's trying You're to right. indoctrinate. It's children. my it's my <laughs> opinion. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's my opinion. I'm just going off of what parents at these school board meetings are saying. So, 
you know, like that's what I'm seeing. So okay, I mean, and and uh, so out of the, like the five parents at that school board, it's a lot meeting, more than five, buddy. And there's schools of like a thousand kids that go to or two thousand kids that go to the school, and there's so there's like four thousand parents, and you heard like a a tiny sample size. It's like okay. Well, it's happening all and over I'm not, the country. And I'm not even know? disagreeing with what you're that, saying. I'm just saying, like, if we're going to sit here and source, back source to each critical other, race like, oh, theory. I'm, uh, I'm, again, I'm not 100% on this, but I think curriculum is state defined. So it's the school boards. It's the school boards, yeah, right? The school of the boards. states, though. Yeah. Um, so the critical race theory, I, I'll have to look into it, Joe, but I, I don't think that it's how it is everywhere. Am I right on that? No, because some states have yeah. banned it from yeah. being taught. So, so it's yeah. certain states. So it's certain saying. states where it's going on, yeah. You know, so yeah, it has been banned in Florida. It's been banned in quite a few, I think 21 states or something like that, 20 states. So it's it's been so catching like we on. We don't even know if we're teaching CRT in our community. And Oregon's definitely one they're teaching it. <laughs> Do we know that? <laughs> where did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> well, let, did you read the legislation, Joe? Um, did I read the legislation out here? No. Okay, because there so. is no legislation on it, but... Okay. From what I've read, yeah, there it is involved in the curriculum out here. So I mean, you know, you're you read, like you said. Hey, where did you read that? Like you said, it, it Glenn, does, Glenn, it, Glenn, it doesn't matter. It does say. I mean, but you see the, the point that I'm making. Where it's I, like, I get it. it I, I understand what you're if saying. You fact check people. It's it, like it's, you know. But it, but you know, this isn't. Mm-hmm. A I got gotcha you moment. We're just expressing our feelings about how we feel about stuff. I'm not trying to best you. I know, on but I I like I'd made a point about something that I'd seen on the news. Mm-hmm. That was pretty factual, but and then you tried to ask me like, where did you hear that fact? Well, I'm just saying. And what because, was your source? Because the reason why. But if I do that to you every time you say something, the reason it's why kind I said non-starter, and we're not going to get anywhere with the conversation. The reason why I said that is because you know you know that on left-leaning sites, you know on left-leaning news uh, sources, that you know they tend to, you know, talk about stuff like like if you looked at, okay. Uh, I think it's CBS, Joy, or what's her name? I was illuminating to you the fact that it's not just voter ID. It's And, and you believe that it is. No, because I, I don't believe that. I understand you what your, you're saying. Okay. I understand what you're saying, buddy. Hey, listen, I want people to be able to vote, and I want it to be fair, too. You know, But that's the thing where it sounds like you're not aware of maybe all the other things that play with some of this legislation. Where you're it's, right. It's I, not, haven't, I haven't read the legislation. It's not you're right. just voter ID. I get it, and I'm not it's saying it's like just voter the ID. the number of drop boxes. I just it's think counting. the point is I don't think that they're trying to stop people from voting. You know what I mean? I just think they're trying they to are. stop fraud from happening. Now, this is my opinion. You know, What they're trying to do is making it hard enough to vote so that in areas where there's more people that are more likely to vote Democrat, it's easier for a Republican to get elected because there's going to be less turnout. What we see with more turnout, with more minorities and more people of different socioeconomic classes voting, is a higher likelihood of Democrats getting elected. Okay. That's what the, that's what recent history has shown. Now we can say that's because fraud occurred, but in, in the election with the greatest turnout in the history of elections, and also the greatest population of the country because it's always increasing, uh, there's a a lot of even in Georgia. Democrats hey, I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. Hey, I'm sure state you're right. Where Republicans set the work. I'm sure there are people that are in Congress, and you know, in, and it is a little it, convenient to look at a time in history when more people are voting than ever, and Democrats are winning. I'm not saying that there isn't there states, isn't people that don't a, want it is a little, people to vote. There, to, there, there probably is. You have to admit, it's on a, both sides, it's a little convenient that at the same time that that's occurring, there's more people voting and Democrats are winning. Then all of a sudden, it's like, well, it was stolen. It's just a little convenient. 
Yeah, and and hey, buddy, listen. Like I said, and I can not, sit here and say like, well, where did you get your sports for like, where the voter fraud? Don't from? don't take offense to that, buddy. Listen, all I'm saying is is that you know that there's bias in the news. That's all I'm. That's all I'm trying to say. You know I, mean? I know there's bias, but uh, but I can <clears throat> I can watch something on its just the meat of what they're saying. I get it. Without like absorbing their perspective and just acknowledge it's like if they're saying that that's part of the legislation that they're actually limiting the amount of drop boxes and they're making it so that like the souls to the polls thing that they were doing in Texas and they're getting rid of that. It's like that doesn't sound like something that's a literally like fiction that came out of like a Stephen King novel. Well, maybe also they believe that that does create a more opportunity for fraud. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you got to look at it from both angles. You know what I'm saying? But as long as that that there might have been fraud thing is, is used as justification to put in sometimes unfair ways to make it harder to vote when there was never it still it remains to be proven that there was fraud. We have a problem. Because then you've got a situation where it's like, for no reason yet that's been proven, i.e. fraud, mm -hmm. we're undergoing means of making it more difficult to vote in places so that it's more likely that certain parties are more are, are going to win. Well, I guess the issue out. is some people believe there was and some people believe there wasn't. Based on, because facts and sources are important to you. I'm talking about politicians. Well, you're talking about fraud. I'm saying there's certain politicians that believe there was fraud, and there's certain politicians but that when believe we, there was. But when we act on beliefs that are not, there's no proof there. Well, some of them believe there was. So. But there's no proof. I don't know people pulling suitcases out and you know Believing. in Atlanta underneath tables after they but, kicked out all the people again, that were watching you know the vote counting going the, on. But the point that being could is be that you know people using that as proof. No, but that's a perfect example because. It came out later that that video that was going around that went viral that spliced into like a minute was actually like took over the course of two days. The second half of the video is the following day. That's why the lady has a different outfit on. Yeah, I don't and know. So buddy. it's pretty. So it's pretty funny that the one example that you use had got thoroughly shot down. Like, I don't, I don't really, remember it getting shot down. It did. It you'll did. have to show me that. It, it, it did. You'll have to show me that. It, the, she changed. Remember how she's wearing something different at the end of the video? All I remember is I just seen them kick people out, and then they started pulling suitcases. It was a shift out. change. That's all. And then the same people that were sitting in there started running. Supposedly, now you're right. They started they counting ballots. Supposedly, they started running multiple ballots. You know, the same ballots through multiple times. But, but that's how you see when, when a narrative just gets legs for whatever reason, mm -hmm. and then now all of a sudden you're, you're taught to like that's what you're you're seeing. You're gonna see it when maybe it's not even there. Like, if you're just told something enough times, just like with critical race theory, if you're just told that this is a problem and you're just trained to see things that way. Well, buddy, you can idea. see that it's a problem. Look at BLM. OK, so here's a perfect example of what critical race theory does. OK, so uh, the shot put competition. So in the Olympics right now, we just saw one of the Olympians for the United States when the national anthem played. She uh, turned her back on the flag and on the people and then put a T-shirt over her head that said, you know, activist athlete. You know, that's the kind of shit that's being taught, you know, teaching people to hate their own country. You know, I think that's a perfect example. You know, Colin Kaepernick, you know, getting down on a knee, you know, and and, uh, you know, dissing the flag. You know, those are examples of being taught that type of shit, you know. 
saying that all police officers are, you know, you, you can't sit there and say that every single police mm -hmm. officer is, you know, systemically racist. What about the bla black police officers that are out there? You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I, I'm, I didn't try and hit a, a heartstring with you or anything, and I wasn't trying to call out your sources or anything like that. You know, oh, I, I'm not offended. I know, I, I I just, know you I, and I, I you just, know. I just think if we're going to rise the level of, okay, we're doing, like, real debate-style type shit where you got to, like, cite your sources, then I'm going to do it, too. That's all. That's the point that I was trying Absolutely. to Absolutely. And, hey, and I, I just you don't know. know if it's as good of a podcast for having, like, having to meet. Because I'll need a laptop in front of me. <laughs> And I fucking watched Steven Crowder on Joe Rogan, and it's like, man, that's not as good of a podcast when you got to, like, fucking bring up your sources just because someone makes a valid point, And then it's like, well, yeah, but you heard it from CNN, so it doesn't count. Right. And I'm not saying it doesn't it's count, but all I'm saying is that there's bias either way. You know what I mean? No matter where you're getting your news from. You know what I mean? But that's a non-starter, too. And it's like, well, because then you can't even have a conversation about anything. Well, we're just having a conversation about our opinions. You know what I mean? So, I mean, really— I, I, I that's I'm saying I regardless of where I I get what I'm talking about from and where you get what you're talking about from we both are just stating our opinions about stuff. I don't think we need to go as far as to like reach into our phones and try and pull out our sources or anything like that's not important. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, but when you ask me, you're right. I did. You're right. I stepped over the line and I probably shouldn't have said that. So I apologize for saying that. You know. I, I wasn't. No, you don't have to apologize. Well, no, we you know, can, I just. We can move past. I want just, us. I want us to be able to just have a normal conversation and talk about our feelings about things that we're talking about. You know what I mean? And so you might think one way about something, and I think about another. And so you know, I shouldn't have pulled out the source thing. So I, I I'm my bad on that. Well, I, I should have my source readily available. <laughs> But it, I know, and I know what my source was, and I know that it's a liberal media source, and that's why I couldn't say where it came from. There you go. So you know but that you, doesn't mean that I think that the information Glenn, you've, was wrong. You've changed a lot. I mean, you know, at one point, I think every talking point that you had came from a liberal media source, and you know, I've seen I, you change quite a bit. I've got I've got opinions on stuff that I I'm not like I don't toe the line Democrat. Republican, like I see. You know, I know both. something I that you that you agree with, though. If you you know, if if they are teaching children that you know, if they believe in God, that they're part of a cult, you know, I know that's something you disagree with. Yeah, you know? that, that's well, wrong. That and and I would need some specifics there to be like what. When? Who said that? Where? Right, why? Exactly. Is that part of the curriculum? So like, if you had, if it wasn't part of the curriculum, let's say if it was a teacher in a classroom, you know what I mean? Then that was their personal opinion about well, something, yeah. and they're spilling that out on little kids. Yeah. And that does you know happen, I mean? though. And I mean, that does right, happen. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, you get, you get a lot of that. And so, you know, you know, what about a teacher that's got Black Panther posters up on their wall in the classroom, and they're teaching children that all cops are bastards and murderers yeah. and racists and pieces of shit? Because there are teachers that do that. You know there is. There might be, and again, Again, just with like the police argument too, it's like not all teachers are bad too. You know no, what I mean? I absolutely know not. I've had some great teachers in my life, man. You know when I was yeah, going to school. I think we we live in this. It's just the, the scales in in the internet information age, where it's like there's so much going on that if you're always looking through the the bunch of apples, you're gonna find a rotten one. And it's like, you know, it could be with the police brutality thing. It could be with the teacher thing. I don't know. I think things get so sensationalized nowadays for the sake of, you know, an, an entertainment media news system that's just basically there to make money anyway. 
you really the, like people really need to be able to critically analyze where they're getting their information and um i think at the end of the day it's like it, it's good to kind of remain as somewhat of a passive observer until you see that sort of you know frightening tyranny where it's like it's really it's it's really coming like they're really coming to take the guns. yeah but so by then really it's like to it's too guns. late you know what i mean so i think people standing up like they are you know in loudon county virginia or in camden new jersey you know where you see the problem is is that you're not gonna see, you're right it's probably not thousands and thousands of parents standing up you know why because they're probably scared to they don't want to be ostracized by their communities yeah you know you know you you saw that little kid he's 15 years old and he was talking about how his teachers were acting i mean that's a 15 year old kid he has no reason to get up there and lie what does he have to gain from that to say i'm going to go to school online at a christian school because the teachers and the you know the headmaster or the principal of the school are are haters you know what i'm saying they're 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 racist and they're teaching you know vile rhetoric that's divisive you know i mean most it was a 15 year old kid you both m- saw that most likely that kid wasn't that sharp he was just you know reverberating what his parents probably were saying i don't know yeah, maybe so not yeah. you know <laughs> i've, I've met some pretty smart 15 year olds <laughs> you know <laughs> But, you know, there is a good shot at that, too. Yeah. And and so, Someone you know, asked me recently, who's that Greta Thunberg? Someone was asking me Oh, about you know she was just regurgitating bullshit. <laughs> well, her, and her parents told her. It, it was a conversation <laughs> I was having with my dad, and, and he, he, he had brought What was he talking about with Greta? He was like, what's your opinion on Greta? And I was like, man, the fact that we live in a time when, like, some of our thought leaders are teenagers, that's a problem, man. I'm not saying that you can't be a genius at 12 or 15, but the fact that like you've got <laughs> you've got this political like conversation, <laughs> it, like ether of like, and there's fucking people rising to that level that are fucking like 15. It's or I don't even think how old is Greta Thunberg? 16. It's like you nothing against her. Like more power to her for trying to change the world in a way that she thinks that it needs to change. Regardless whether you agree with whether she's right or wrong, she's doing what she thinks she needs to do. It seems like that's great, but the moreover, the problem as I see it is that we're 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 at a point when like teenagers are fucking like trying to. <laughs> they got to be the change that you want to see in the world. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, Ga- yeah. Gandhi but said, "Be the change it. you want to see in the world." Man, I didn't think it was going to be teenagers that were doing it. If we yeah. didn't have fossil more fuels, we would all fucking starve to death. You know what I mean? In this country. You know, we rely on fossil fuels for, you know, food getting delivered to us and, you know, us being able to get to and from work. You know, we have to have it. You know, it's it's the most reliable form of energy that we have right now. You know, it's yeah. it's like it, it just is. And that's just a fact. We just I, I, we need to depolarize. Yeah, absolutely. We're so polarized. It's not good for anyone. I don't think it's good for like anyone's mental health. I don't think it's good for society and this. I, the TV, man. Yeah, it's the, the fucking TV. It's the internet. Yeah. It's fucking Twitter. It's the algorithms. Yep. Yeah. It's just, it's just like fucking pitting people. Because what it does is it says like, hey, you feed on this energy, and it just gives you more and more and more of it, and it sells. And meanwhile, they're slipping ads in there. You know, they're slipping ads on your Facebook and your Instagram scroll as they give you more and more of what this thing that your your lim- human limbic system feeds on. It's like they find a emotionally touchy subjects that that's what they touch yeah, on to get yeah. people watching. Yeah, because it, it's it's to divide us, you know, divide and conquer. I, it's the oldest the, trick in the book. One of the liberal things I watch on YouTube, the Young Turks, 
It's Sink Uger. I don't know if you guys know who that oh, is. Oh, yeah. I, I like the guy. I mean, I don't agree with everything he says, but, like, I, I just find, like, that kind of – some of the people on there, it's like, whatever, I could take it or leave them. But that's some of the and, – and, you know, I, I'll watch, like, Steven Crowder sometimes. I get a mix of, like, liberal and conservative, whatever. Uh, he's telling – he has this really funny story. He's talking about his dad, and his dad's got, like, Facebook for the first time, and he's been on there for a few months. And he, he's all, like, shocked. He's like – I, I I think they're from their families from Turkey I believe I think, I think Turkey yeah anyway and he's his dad like comes to him one day and he's like I can't believe how much Americans talk about what's going on in Turkey all the time because he's looking at his Facebook feed and it's all stuff about <laughs> Turkey yeah. and that's what Facebook just yeah. keeps and he keeps thinks everyone's seeing the same thing but what happens is we all get locked in these echo chambers and they all it gets reinforced and man it's so dangerous and people get radicalized and it's just like we got to de-radicalize and depolarize. Yeah. There the, might be some really serious issues we got to tackle, but like we all might need to relax too. Well, yeah, the the major media outlets act gives you. Oh, they're the major pushers of all this bullshit. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely, it sells. They're just they're 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 making money off of people's. I don't know. CNN's ratings have been going in the fucking pooper. You know what I mean? Their really? their ratings are way down. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, well, probably because Trump lost, right? <laughs> probably, probably. Then, uh, Trump was, was probably they great have, for they've MSNBC got, they've got nothing CNN. to talk about anymore they yeah. were thrown in the fire you know and the bullshit like is all like, the late shows they're not as funny anymore now yeah. that Trump's not in the yeah. news all the time a bunch of hypocrisy too it's like the, some of the same things that Biden has done that's Biden's doing you know that Trump did it's like they're so soft on him now oh, you know and all the softball jokes, questions softball yeah. questions oh yeah and when they make jokes about Biden like if it's Stephen Colbert or whatever Seth when they make jokes about Biden and it's always just like with kid gloves like oh we're respectfully <laughs> yeah. treating him like he's just an old man you know yeah it's, it's not to to anywhere near no. the degree that there was a journalist Trump. i think it was cnn or msnbc and she had asked biden some kind of hard question and biden just snapped out on her you know what i mean and just like rah, rah, barked at her some bullshit and she was like you know, oh, he doesn't. And then he apologized later on. She's like, he doesn't need to apologize. And, oh, he didn't do anything wrong. And it was like, man, this if Trump had done, well, there was a there was actually uh, an example of Trump doing the same thing. And they just demonized him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just fucking crucified the dude. And so that's what I mean about the, the bias in, in the news. And, you know, and I wasn't trying to call out your news source or call. That wasn't what I meant. The point no, I was trying to make good. is the point I was trying to make about that is. Is that you know? I know that some were some of the information you might get is a different place than where I might get, and so I wasn't trying to be an asshole. You but know it is saying? healthy to get information, knowing that things are so echo absolutely, chamber, absolutely. You, know. you got to look everywhere. Occasionally, I'll watch CNN and MSNBC because I want to see what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, you have to. But and I have to be honest, like I, I turn on MSNBC, and man, I. Pfft. It's tough to watch sometimes. But you know you're my brother, and I, you know, yeah. we're just sitting here, you it's know, talking. Good. And I wasn't trying to call you out or anything. Or it's not, like I said, it wasn't a gotcha deal. And I really do believe, you know, these parents that are talking at these school board meetings, you know, have a serious point. You know, if they're worried about their children being indoctrinated, you know, that's a big deal, man. One thing, you know? though, that just occurs to me, as in like a kind of a glass half full with the state of the state of the nation— isn't weed legal in like every state almost? Uh, I think no. it's 30, 30 something states. So I mean, think about that. More than well, half. on a medical on a medical basis, yeah. but not for recreational. So the only states that are recreational now are Nevada, California, 
Oregon, Washington, uh, and a Colorado. So I know five for recreational. So we're, but we're getting somewhere, you know. So like things aren't all things aren't all bad. We've got like because yeah, everyone always knew like that was the because my yeah. dad always smoked pot when I was um. a kid, and I've never really like developed a taste for it because I get all neurot paranoid when I'm high. But like my dad was always like, buddy, people smoke, they get high. And, the, and everyone, everyone's had this conversation. I know it's not original, but he, he, I remember talking to him when I was a kid. He's like, when people get high, they're not like, you know, breaking into grocery stores or breaking into banks and like robbing banks and stuff. Like when they're on like crank and stuff. Or, or just you know? alcohol alone. Like I always look back to college and I'm like, man, I'd seen so many, you know, college fights because alcohol's around. You go to a party where everyone's smoking weed no one's fighting. Exactly, yeah. So mm -hmm. as a country, it's like we are in some ways moving in the right direction. We are progressing. Those 36 states have medical. 19 states have recreational marijuana use. And gay marriage is, I think, legal everywhere. Isn't that uh, now like a, is that uh, was that a Supreme I don't, Court I don't, thing? I don't know. I don't think it's a federal deal. Is it a federal thing? I mean, I don't know. I don't believe so. 50 states. But, you know, it's I legalized wanna, in 50 states. I want right. to touch I want to touch back on, you know, that uh, the voter bill, because, you know, I think that is important. And so but I think that we both can agree that it is possible that there is individuals that are involved maybe on one side that do want to stop certain individuals from voting and that there is also individuals on one side that want to make it easier for people to be able to vote and possibly even to, you know, for cheat. sure. There yeah. should be no gray though. That should be you know the what I'm same saying? everywhere. And, so, uh, and, and I know I, there's in between the line stuff you can play with gerrymandering. But, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, there, there's shit that the, and it's like it, the game, it's the game within the game where it's like, well, you got if, if you're not going to win the game, you got to change the rules a no. little bit to make it easier to win the end. And that's where it's like the voter fraud thing, notwithstanding, whatever. I mean, and now we're using that as the, all this cause to rewrite all this stuff. Okay, no. Exactly. But I mean, you know, and they and remember how we were talking earlier about the possibility of that if they were going to do something janky, you know, and have reasons to all of a sudden change the rules, that pandemic sure was a good reason. Yeah. A no, yeah, great I mean, yeah, reason. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you want to step down that corridor, if you want to walk through that door, you know, it's and I'm sure some of our listeners might believe that there was some voter fraud going on in the United States. I know some people that wholeheartedly believe that. And then there's other people that, you know, think that's not possible. But and I so, think there, you know, there is the, the government is doing things that are good also. You absolutely. Know, the infrastructure bill, let's hope that gets done. I mean, that'll probably be great for the economy. I don't know. Maybe that'll just raise the national debt, whatever. But the national debt, uh, well, that's a whole different, like, economic conversation. It is a problem, though. Well, the, the, national, the national debt in the context of how big our GDP is yeah, also man. isn't really, like, as a ratio, that crazy historically out of line. Like, you can't just continue it, though. You know, at some point, it does have to get. Yeah, know, but it, it is way higher than it was like a hundred years ago. But, but if a you percentage look at how, of GDP. Yeah, exactly. If you look at how how so, then it's like to an extent, your ability to like repay debt is also it has has to do with how much money you make, right? And you can scale that up to the size of the country. But we, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Like, there's always going to be another recession. You know, I I guess that's what we've been taught is it's cyclical. But we haven't had one in a long time, luckily.
Well, you would think uh, they'd be not. smart enough now the and silly. computers running things enough to where you wouldn't have stuff like that. But Unless that's kind of the way that it You know what's crazy is look at the freaking stock market through that whole thing. I mean, you know, massive unemployment during the pandemic, tons of businesses going out of business permanently, shutting their doors. And yet the stock market just seems well, to, that's to stay over 30,000. It's at but the record stock market high. is slightly st- different than the general economy. Yeah, but look at the crash of 08. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like when that housing market crash happened, I mean, it was like, whoo. That was a pretty <sighs> specific thing, though, that caused that, right? But that's, that's where you start to see kind of a problem where it's like you can have this massive financial thing like just – doing better than ever meanwhile it's like you look around especially in our community and it's like there's fucking homeless people lining the streets yeah makes you that, wonder like maybe the a divergence a lot of those people want to be out there you know I well was, someone pointed out to me i didn't know this and it, it's a it would have been easy enough to know i guess it just it had never occurred to me but Someone pointed out it's like they were getting a lot of homeless people from other places because yeah, they, they want to do anything about it. Yeah, they want to come here because exactly they don't they it's, don't enforce it's any laws out to here. Be homeless out here, and you, you and they kick down benefits. Get enough money to not yep. starve to death, and they you know, kick down bennies. Not that hard. You can go camp in the middle of the park. Nobody's going to stop you. Know, you. I, but and then but then also it's like, well, what do you do, man? I mean, what are you supposed to do with them? Like, what what do you do? Well, like you you pick them up and where do you take them? You drop them off at the edge of town. Yeah, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the solution. is. Yeah, and, I, and, and, you know, to touch back on police brutality and, you know, th- it, we were watching, uh, you know, I, I showed you guys that video of that Tony Tempa guy that uh, down in Texas, and he died in the same fashion as, you know, George Floyd did, and he was a white guy, and the police officers mocked him, and, you know, he suffocated to death, and you never heard a fucking word about it. And in fact, his family took the state to federal court and they lost. The the case was thrown out and nobody was, you know, sent to prison. Nobody was held accountable for that. None of those police officers lost their jobs. I mean, it's bullshit, man. You know, there's a lot of, you know, that kind of crap going on. And that sort of shit needs to stop. You know, they got to stop polarizing this stuff, you know. We're never, ever going to get anywhere. It's never going to change. It's just going to make it worse and worse. You know, if they keep polarizing shit like that, they're going to turn everybody against each other, and we're just going to be all segregated again. You know, it's it's fucked up. And that's kind of the play. Yeah. That's the play because, and, and, and like, likewise, the stock market will just keep soaring. Yeah, you keep know, people we'll, fighting with each other. All the that, huge corporations you know. will keep making money. Oh, yeah. Know, and they'll get tax cuts, and, and both Democrats and Republicans will give them the tax cuts. And we'll be fucked. Because they'll keep paying them to be millionaires that run the country. They really do need to get rid of this two-party system. I mean, we need to get some other parties it in really, power. Who's yeah, going to do it? It but, makes I mean, no like, sense. They're, they're, no one's ever going to get elected that would do that. Yeah, it just sucks. Well, well I mean, Trump got elected, and he was kind of like that outlier. He was kind of an in- independent. I mean, Bernie Sanders ran as an independent, and he was left-wing populism. You it, know, it, it was kind of cool how Trump he surfaced, and it and in that in that primary against the other Republicans, they they continually tried to make a, all the other guys Ted Cruz, uh, Marco Rubio, establishment uh, Republicans, the, the guy from Jersey. They were just like just made. Fun. It's like they just ignored Trump, like he was a joke, you know. And then he got up. He got to power, and he had. He still has the Republican Party by the balls. He does. He's, <laughs> he he's does. still running shit. He fucking. He said shit about Ted Cruz's wife and just insults that most people like. If you were like a regular guy, you're like, I'm not gonna fucking go to a party if that guy's showing up. <laughs> and now, and then Ted Cruz was at a fucking like 
a, a telethon trying to raise money for him a few months later after he won the, the primary candidacy. Look at Texas, Florida. They're all joining together to build a wall in Texas. I mean, so they're like, well, if Biden doesn't want to do it, then we're going to do it ourselves. I mean, you know, so that shows you how much influence Trump has, you know, still in the Republican Party. But, but, also, what, but what we need is more more people, again, specifics aside, whether you agree with a lot of the stuff that Trump was or did or said and what he was about and did, we need more people like that, outliers. Yeah, not, not, not absolutely. Well, we got all these cookie cutters right now that are like you're a cookie cutter Republican, you're a cookie cutter you know, Democrat, and obviously yeah, there's— Yeah, it's like there's, that was my whole thing with Biden. It's like out of all of those people, it's like— they, oh. they had to they like made it so Biden would get there. The United States of America and that's the best we got like running like how does that happen? Yeah, and that yeah. guy couldn't draw but flies he, to a fucking rally. You know what I, I mean? mean and nothing you can, against Biden. You could blame it on the pandemic, but it was like, well, they sure were showing up for Trump. It, you know, yeah. so I just don't get it. it. Just, you know, he, that's kind of where it blew my mind. Yeah, and I don't want to go too deep down the rabbit hole here, but the rally thing is kind of like, well, I mean, it that was like part of their political like thing was like well we're not gonna have people like yeah but, but bernie like, sanders oh, no. was drawing some serious fucking crowds and he's on the left you know what i'm saying like he had some big rallies and a lot of people were showing up in states for him man just because he's on the farthest go, there was go a look lot, i mean there was a lot of that i mean that, that's part of why hillary lost is that they the, were pissed off that yeah. the establishment would not let bernie have a chance dude yeah. bernie was drawing some massive won. crowds uh, feel the burn when I mean, russia hacked the dnc servers they exposed the fact that they didn't they were rigging the system against bernie <laughs> you yeah. know that's what they were trying they to do they fucking so did they stole they stole the the democratic nomination from bernie sanders that guy was drawing crowds yeah. he had huge stickers he had huge crowds going huge on cult following for huge bernie. cult following man it was left wing populism versus right wing populism you know trump and him were totally and that's the thing that's the key is it's populism, populism that they don't they can't have populism but there's just not that many moderates out there i mean i i don't believe there was that many people that voted for joe biden that were wouldn't show up to a rally because they were worried about fucking the pan the pandemic when you had all these people showing up to trump rallies and all these people showing bernie. up to bernie rallies that weren't that just doesn't make sense to me you know what i mean and you know like i said you know we have no proof you, you know like you guys said there is no hard proof that there was fraud and stuff like that but i mean just like these little things that you see kind of like kind of makes you go, wow, what the fuck? Trump's well, still got a ton of votes. You know, like, you know, I, you yeah. can't put that past him. He got a ton of votes. Didn't he get more votes than when he, 70, than when he won was like last 75 time? million. So votes. many. There were so yeah, many. He got yeah. a ton of votes. 75 supposedly to 80. I think we million. ought to have a system where it's like, I think and I, I want to say in history class like 25 years ago. I'd encountered this, but like I think back in the day, the runner-up would be the vice president. I think we should go back to that. What do you mean? Oh, the next guy. So like Biden would be president, and Trump would be vice. president. You wouldn't get anything done then. But you know, maybe uh, that's what we need. Yeah, (laughs) maybe we need to not get shit done. I don't know. I was I was seeing. Well, I actually saw this on NTD News, and it's like a small, you know, news world news site. You know, and you don't really hear much about them, but they were saying that. In most of the world, people have gotten more confident in the media, but in the United States, it's down to like 35%, you know, of people have confidence in that the media is telling the truth. 
in this country. Yeah, it's gotten really um, bad. But and we're on our phones all day, so I we're mean, in confident in some form of media. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. So I mean, it, like you said, Glenn, the the polarization is fucking real. But man. I yeah, it is. But I do. I think as a whole, I do think society is moving in the right direction. And I know we're at a time right now where it's like that's a that's a pretty. Bold statement. That's a bold, yeah. yeah, bold. That's a bold statement to make. But there's certain things that I look at, like you know, that, like psilocybin clinics, like that's that blows my yeah, mind. Yeah, we're, we're still a couple years yeah. out. That's not a federal deal. That's no. like a state I know, thing. But, like, but still, just like with marijuana getting legalized, again, it takes like one state and then another state. We, we and, think we're, we're think we're so progressive, but stuff like that should have been changed years hey, ago. Hey, so, well, but some but progressivism. We're, going, we're getting we are, there, you know what I mean? Are, yeah. And then once slowly. we start getting there slowly, it can get a little fast. And then we can start figuring out other ways to like, you know, treat incarcerated people and actually rehabilitate people that are you know, have committed crimes yeah. or have drug or substance abuse problems. Yeah, I mean, and why don't they teach these guys trades when they're in prison? Well, you, you know can, what I mean? You can learn a trade. It is possible. It's but, just it, but it's not really like that, you know, the problem is, is like these guys get out and they just go and do the same shit that they were doing before. Well, that's you know? not necessarily. I know a guy who has a, a family member that was incarcerated and, and became an electrician through the education that he, he was able to get while in prison. Interesting. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I don't know how the hell you learned and, that, but that's he, pretty cool. Yeah, and he's super. Well, you can't. You you can. You do have access. I've to, heard of to, people to becoming school. machinists. I've like heard. The, you know what I mean? Like I've heard of mechanics programs. I don't cooking know if it's programs. the same in every like every state's like. That's the problem. Some of this shit state stuff. It's something that's like national. I, yeah, just, that's not enough of it. The problem is, is like you've got a program here. If you got a program there, or you know. It's not available widespread enough because, I mean, like, we wouldn't even need to rely on, you know, immigration for labor and stuff like that. If you, you know, there's like four or five million people that are in prison. That's quite a few jobs that could be filled, you know. I mean, if they just rehabilitated these guys and taught them a trade in there, you know, and helped them with drug and alcohol counseling, got to the root causes, you know, uh, anger well, management, stuff not, like that. And, and let's like, yeah, pe people are going to commit crimes and to the degree that, like, there are bad people, but there's also people that are products of their environment. Like, that made when, mistakes. When are we going to take a look as a society and ask ourselves, like, is that, how do we want to treat people? Yeah, you and should I mean? we like, really be putting someone in a prison cell or a jail yeah, cell for simple, like, like stupid stuff? Well, or it, plants? You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. Like, it, the humanity of it. To think that, like, you know, let's just say someone... Uh, let, that some type of crime, like, the, they had a Dewey and someone got hurt. It's like, that's terrible... They need they need to be in jail. They need to you know rehabilitate whatever. They need to do their time, but to like lock them in cells that are like too small, and it's just like it's it's it just seems like the system. That to me is one of the biggest problems as a society that we have is how how we just like we're totally okay with the the way that we have our prison system set up, treating people like animals basically. I met a guy that you know he was driving in his car. And, and give he, some people might deserve it. But with just, his girlfriend, he had marijuana in his system, and he fell asleep behind the wheel, and they crashed. He woke up in the hospital with stitches in the back of his head, and his girlfriend was dead. And he went home, you know, from the hospital and was bummed out, of course. You know, they're getting ready for the funeral and all that. Well, about three weeks later, the police show up at his door. And they they said that, you know, his blood tested positive for marijuana. So he was under the influence of drugs. So he got a DUI with a death and he got sentenced to six to 20 years in prison. 
I mean, it's just a crazy system, man. That's a tough system, one, man. Though. I mean, whenever you deal with... It's you know, but I mean, system. that's a complete and total accident. One thing, I mean, he didn't intentionally curl his girlfriend, and there's probably people that have killed people intentionally and gotten less time. Probably. You and, know what and, I mean? And one thing that, again, like, I, I kind of like, I can I can see things on the left and the right, positive, negative. I thought that Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump, they but, but they had, like, they want they were going about, like, figuring out ways to try to reform prison systems. The yeah. first step yeah. program, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't know if that ever got anything. It ever is. It's came still it. going. I, I believe that it actually was something pretty successful, and a lot of people did get a second chance. And I'm sure you're always going to have people that used it and to get out, and then just went yeah. back to their same yeah. old bullshit. But, but hey, man, if it helps 10, yeah. percent it you, you know that's a There's that's a, a win-win. I can't remember a philosopher. Maybe it was Gandhi, but they said like the true. There's something like, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to misphrase this, so maybe we can look it up or something. But the, the proper, okay, the true value of the wealth of a country is how they treat the least fortunate among them. And it has, it has a way of saying that it's like, it's one thing to take the to- total wealth of a country, like GDP, the stock market, whatever, and say like, oh, we, we live in the, like, we have so much. Look at our military and, our, and these billion dollar, like, air, aircraft carriers and whatnot and tanks. Uh, but then you got people dying, like Skid Row. We got a whole right. city-sized people living yeah. in hell. And we've talked about this multiple times. If you took, man, half the military spending, think of all the good you could do. The strong military is important, right? Sure. Because sure. It, if we're not building a strong military, like well, China's with a, building with a one. a country that, like China, problem, yeah, as an adversary. That's a problem. You know, there there is a way. Jets. Someone was telling me a while back that, like, like uh, the Russian point of view with military is, like, they have they have their technology, too. But to a degree where, like, they could do drone warfare and just, like, bomb targets in places, which it's, like, really – like, every drone that you put up that fires a missile, it's, like, so many millions of dollars, right? Yeah. They're, like, we'd just rather build a school than yeah. spend it on that, you yeah. know? Well, when, and, and people would, wouldn't think, like, in America, yes. we wouldn't think of Russia as, like, having a, a sort of nuanced perspective on, right. like, military expenditures like that. But as it was related to me by one person, it is kind of like well, that over there. Most of the wars that we engage in really aren't stuff that – I mean, the U.S. tries to be big brother on the block and go and help people, and that's a political thing, too, but... That, well... Right? I mean, some of the places we've gone to and spent a ton of money in aren't really places we needed to be. Vietnam. Yeah. Oh, we most definitely need to be there. We pulled ourselves in with the Gulf of Tonkin. That was some bullshit. We didn't need to be there. The whole domino effect thing... Ah, man... 50,000 50, troops died. 50,000 Americans died in that war. Isn't that crazy? For like, nothing. We would let that many people die. Just too bad. I knew a guy that... And there was a draft. Can you imagine I if we know. had a draft yeah. now? Oh, people would oh, be yeah. I mean, people get... It, some of the stuff people get offended about now. Like, imagine if you were told, like, you're going to war and yeah. you're probably going to die. Did Trump say so you had So if I'm from that... He did something like that, didn't he? Dude, if but if but I think about like I don't remember. Think about being from that generation, and then now because they're among, they're still alive, they're among us people that fought in them, and they're looking at our generation, and they're like, "You have no idea." Fuck, <laughs> yeah, you fucking think you, this yeah. is like what Joe was saying earlier. Like you think you got it bad now? Like, yeah, fucking, I was you forced ha- to you go over drafted in fight yeah. jungle hell. Yeah, and kill people that you have nothing to and do. I with. was eighteen, yeah. you know, and it, it's just. And they use the whole hoorah America thing to, like, get, you know, people thinking we need to go, you know, fight for freedom. Or they put some 
you know, tag on it. But well, Iraq, man. I mean, like, yeah. what, when are we gonna take? And it's like we all know where were the weapons at. <laughs> Dude, they well, they made it up. I know. They made they Steve made died. up these like W. I remember sitting I'm a kid. Yeah. I'm watching Colin Powell in front of the United Nations point to these graphics on, on, on being displayed as like CGI, and he's like. This is any they're they're outlining the exact specifics <laughs> of, of what their intelligence says. Yeah. These mustard gas producing semi trucks drive round Baghdad round the twenty four seven. They only stop to refuel, and in the back of the truck, these trucks, these semi truck trailers, they're brewing mustard gas, and that's how they're <laughs> carrying their WMDs around. And there there's graphics, and it was all made up. They never found anything even remotely close to that. Right, but that was the propaganda we needed to to go and watch. Get over there, yeah. What was the point? And, and sure, I would love to believe that they really can tell us why we do some of this, and it really is and for some our of it's own for like good. The greater, yeah. Right, but but it's just the military-industrial like, complex. Dude, you know? when I was living in Las Vegas and I was selling cars for the Russian pot lot. These, uh, this fucking guy, all in. I almost thought you said you were selling pot. No, pot, you know what a pot lot is. Yeah. So, anyways, all in. For our for our listenership, it doesn't know a, a pot lot. A pot lot is a smaller car lot that mainly curtails to subprime customers on a budget. They may go. or may not be able to obtain financing, and so they do a lot of in-house contracts that aren't reported. Or sell cars for cash at, at predatory interest rates and like, sell like shitty 29%. cars, shitty broken cars. Anyways, so Oleg was uh, one of but the. But not owners. all, not all small small car lots are bad though. Some of them are actually reputable and they're good and like. No, you're right. Yeah, there is. So, anyways, Oleg was in the Russian army when they were fighting Afghanistan. So the Red yeah, Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. And I asked him. I said, "Why were the Russians fighting? What was the whole point of that war? Why did you guys want that piece of desert? What, what the fuck was it for?" And he said, "Heroin trade." The yeah. Oh trade. yeah, absolutely. So it was Afghanistan. all it was all for the heroin, so they can make oh. fucking medicine. Yeah. They can you know, make historically, opiates. even going back to like Babylonian times, Afghanistan because of the terrain yeah. is the most difficult place to hold and defend. On well, a, remember on the, the opium wars? You know what I mean? It's like we've been fighting over bullshit for so long. How many fucking people have died in different countries over bullshit that you know elites wanted? So. And oh, there yeah. was drugs. The U.S. has, you know, for has fucking drugs m- multiple, for medicine. Yeah, multiple occasions, though, like illegal drugs were brought in by the U.S. Right, but you know, I mean, for it's political just, reasons. It blows my mind, and so, you know, I think the main reason, you know, like sometimes we'll have discussions and we come from different viewpoints and stuff. It's perception and it's trust. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. so, but, but I, I tend to be less thing. trusting of. The well, government and of, and of history, the yeah. sort hey, of hey, just of everything in general, whereas you two might be a little bit but more dude, trusting. We got to I mean? remember. We got to remember. I think probably the most important lesson: we beat Hitler. Yeah, he was think horrible. Of that. Just think of if a yeah, Hitler that was type. Crazy. How strong they got so quickly after World War One, yeah. without internet, without social media. Yeah. yeah, if something like that surfaced and we didn't have a strong military that was like, maybe arguably needed to like have their hands in little pots throughout the globe. It's like something could cut, could rise up, and, and actually, like imagine if like the hit the Germany had won. Well, listen, what I kind mean, of world would we live? It's in? funny that you bring that up because look at the rise in anti-Semitism today in this country. And then also, who's the new Jew? It's the straight white male. You know what I mean? I but it, in woke culture, know. it is. And so if woke, coach, woke, woke culture was to no, go no way more mainstream. And uh, what I'm saying is just listen. 
That's it, a leap to make. I mean, I understand, but they actually had school children that were fucking beaten on Jews, and and they sent them all into ghettos. And how did they get an entire country to hate uh, a certain Propaganda. demographic of people? Propaganda. Propaganda. Uh, it's the news media, Glenn. Yeah. It could happen, dude. I'm not really. I'm but not, because but, it's but, happened, I don't think it would happen. But I'm not. Seeing, I agree. I'm not seeing propaganda specifically. Like, I mean, some of the propaganda they had were like likening, like, you know, Jews to like certain types of animals and stuff. It was like I'm not seeing anything like that. Well, the white, white suprem the white supremacists did it to black people in the in the late 1800s. But I'm what, but that's you my, but I'm yeah. saying like in I'm not, really, world, I'm not seeing the Tulsa like race that. massacre. I mean, you know, at, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there was a vibrant town that was mostly black people. I there was, was black doctors, earlier, black yeah. lawyers, black mm -hmm. teachers. You know, very well-to-do yeah. black people, and they were thriving. Right. And they used, and they and they were, had uh, black politicians. But you're giving examples of white men. I understand that infringing on other people. What I'm saying I is, it. I haven't seen any real propaganda against. Well, like, they're in on that level. Against that's white what men. CRT is teaching. You know what I mean? We, if we go back to that, then they're teaching that white males are oppressors. Straight white males are oppressors. So. It's very easy for them to turn demonize them. You know what I'm saying? It hasn't obviously it hasn't gotten that far yet, but it is possible. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, well, if, the, if that, that happens, type of stuff continues, but, but I got a solution. <laughs> when that happens, all the straight white men need to do is start identifying as gay <laughs> or black. Well, I that, mean, who <laughs> who gives right? They're gonna have to. And so that's then when they become allies. <laughs> But what happens if you lose all your strong men? Then we lose our military. Then we lose our country. We're, we're a couple of well, generations away from that. It's kind of a paradox. because <laughs> 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 No, we got the technology. I don't know, but the possibilities drone, buddy, are out drone there. Warfare. Dude, I, this blows my mind, and this is, this is old intel. So if you guys are already aware. <laughs> old I'm, intel. I old, old, old intel, intel guys. <laughs> known knowns. <laughs> okay, what Not do we known got? unknowns. <laughs> I remember a few years back when people were quitting Google because the Pentagon had a contract with Google that they were coming up with this software to man these AI-driven, swar operated swarms of drones. And whatever it was that the, about that whole program had enough people get up and quit Google that I think Google dropped the program. But it must have been so bad. Well, think, of, think of that. They're making software for an AI system to control like aerial, like little drones like the like the, like uh, the size of like a basketball, basically. Swarms of them. So like there'd be hundreds or thousands of these things flying around and they're all controlled by like an AI system that's like, a, 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 you know, recognizing targets and taking out threats and stuff. Something about that scared these people enough to like quit that company. And, that, and if you gotta think, if you're, a, if you're on the level of working on something like that for Google, that's a good job to walk away from. Well, buddy, I mean. So when you say like we're going to use our, the military's got some stuff. That was years ago. Well, you've, seen, a, you've seen Eagle Eye, Shea LaBeouf? No. Same, same idea. I mean, AI overlooking and it ends up going bad. And well, it, it becomes, really right. becomes like self-aware. That's really yeah. like they're really. Well, they it's like Skynet like and the Terminator. You well, know, it becomes self-aware well, and, and whatever, launches all yeah. the fucking, you know, nukes and destroys the whole planet. Whatever you know what I mean? they're telling us we have. They're a decade or two ahead of that. But I've, I've right? heard that a lot of like the UFO sightings, like that the uh, well, there was a specific example of something I was watching on YouTube where like 
Someone had caught like a photo, satellite photo on Google Earth of something like crazy flying around, and it, it turned out it was yeah. some like really deep secret like government an advanced Lock, Lockheed Martin yeah, prototype. advanced aerial. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there might be shit that Lockheed Martin has that like the government well, doesn't know absolutely. about. Absolutely. Well, you know and, what I mean. And, and then I, they, they're like, "Well, what is this thing?" And it's actually like fucking. Well, America. that's what I think. Kind of the d- disclosure thing was trying to focus on was that I, I think most people would agree like craft have crashed, and we've recovered them, right? But there's n- never been anything coming up saying, "Hey, we have a craft that we're studying." What's his face? What's the cat's name? We always talk about a work that area. Uh, not Bob fit. Lazar. Yeah, Bob Lazar, right? How is that not something that needs to be disclosed to residents of this planet that we have, you know, off-planet craft that we're studying somewhere? I there's I've heard some stuff that like maybe he worked there, but not in the capacity that he says, and some of that might. He's have been. an interesting character, and I know we've had an alien conversation on him, but it's there's like he's either stuff, a pathological the liar. The stuff that that gives him merit. Is the fact that he got investigated during the filming of that documentary yeah, by pl- the FBI. Plus, he had the knowledge of element... Um, 115. Yeah, 115. years after he first brought yeah. it up. Um, but there, that, that, there was uh, journals, scientific journals, at, those, at the time that, that were theorizing that. that at the, and so. Any last thoughts on uh, CRT? Cathode ray tube TV. Man, zero input lag when you're playing your modern warfare. Critical <laughs> race theory. Yeah, definitely. Any last thoughts on IA AI. or AI? <laughs> yeah, it's been a long IA. show. I think that with CRT, it's like, and I, I don't really know. I, I mean, I'd like for someone to explain to me, like, this is how they teach us what they tell them. Because like, I understand that it's bad. I've, I haven't heard anyone coming out and being like, no, no, CRT, hold on. This there is the there has been some. They're like, teach them about racism. But there's, there's, there is to a degree, I think. Because I, when I was in, in school, there was a time where I came across some stuff about race that opened my eyes in a way that I I, I hadn't contextualized it before. No. And it, was, it, it did kind of like make me more sensitive to the fact that, well... You know, not everyone has it quite exactly the same. You know, and I think there's a place for that in the way that it comes, but maybe not in kindergarten. I want you to read some, Glenn, uh, you know, do me a favor and look up Ibram X. Kendi. Look him up. Read uh, some excerpts from his books. He's a major proponent of CRT. And I want you to look at all the legislation about <laughs> I'm gonna. Rights. I promise I will. So if you look Texas up Ibram, I'll look Georgia. up I'll look up Texas and Georgia's legislation and then on the next one we can recap on that. But folks, we hope we gave you a good show tonight. We wanted to give you a long one because we were away for a couple of weeks. We were sorry we for the absence. We just got carried away ranting. That's we uh, had we some technical planned. difficulties, but uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. It's been a good one. Me and Glenn, you know, we almost went out back and fought, but we're okay. No, just kidding. We love you guys. We love each other. We love animals. Pet of the week? I don't have anything. Any prepared. pet of the week? No. Just go down to your local, uh, you know, humane society, wherever you live in the world, and adopt, adopt a, a pet. Yeah, I mean, adopt people are buying all these like, designer dogs, and I'm like, that's great too. But like, that's man, there's a lot, there's a lot of pets out there that are like they're already potty trained. You know, get something cool. You know, Glenn's a big proponent of uh, you know shelter. rescue dogs. Shelter. He likes shelter dogs. But uh, hey, folks, we hope you enjoyed mm-hmm. it. We know we did. It's always a blast. We appreciate you guys and all our listeners all over the world. If you like this podcast, the best thing you can do is share this podcast.
I hope you guys have a great night wherever you are wherever you are in the world. Joe D'Amato signing off. Thanks for joining. Enjoy the evening. Thank you. Thank you.